Organizations are migrating to the cloud to improve efficiencies and scale with greater digital transformation. Now, cloud plans and adoptions have accelerated during the pandemic, with many in Asia considering a hybrid multi-cloud strategy to optimize the management of SaaS applications while ensuring business continuance with using legacy systems and also meet remote work needs. In today's podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Mr. Pang Yin, Chief Technology Officer for SRKK Group, to get his take on data resilience in the multi-cloud world. Yin, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Hi, Alan. It's great to be here. Thank you. Now, let's start off with the foundation. Define for us what data resilience is in the context of two things that are happening today. One is hybrid work and the other one is hybrid multi-cloud environments. Great question, Alan. So I think we can start with trying to get and understand what data data resilience is all about. So basically, you know, I think uh, data resilience is an evolution from data protection. In the past, we always thought about, you know, just protecting just the data, but that's always about backups and backups, but not necessarily about the recovery strategies. So data resilience also has a high focus on the actual recovery portion of the actual backups. So definitely, Data resilience is all about the an organization's ability to ensure business continuity from any unexpected disruption. This ability to have business continuity uh, leverages more or less an automated approach to standardize the entire data protection across the, the data landscape and as well as to provide centralized visibility and management across all workloads and various locations of the organization as well. So when it comes to hybrid work today, as we know, the whole COVID you know, pandemic has accelerated this whole remote hybrid work you know, for all almost every organization globally. And with people, you know, in different locations, you know, working from home or even from their corporate offices, it definitely presents a very great challenge in terms of, you know, where the data resides, you know, how it's going to be protected and how it's going to be managed. And my thoughts are definitely in the office, we always have physical security to guard the data. But now in the hybrid work uh, environment, the access control or even the identity management of the uh, of the actual user accessing the data is critical, right? We want to only know that the right user with the right access to the right data. And even the devices that is being used in the hybrid work environment, be it you know, your personal work device or it could be a corporate owned device, those also needs to go through some form of a management policies to make sure that those are trusted devices that are allowed to access the said data uh, mentioned earlier. And taking that step forward into um, hybrid multi-cloud. So now with multi-cloud, uh, it's quite common for organizations today to leverage on, you know, an average three, maybe five, uh, you know, different cloud platforms. And, you know, across these various uh, cloud platforms, an organization can be using up to 100 different software as a service applications. So this presents definitely a, you know, a great challenge in terms of all the, uh, the different repository of data that is in different applications and even on different devices definitely uh, you know organizations needs a very good you know robust solution to manage the entire hybrid multi-cloud environment uh, in terms of data resiliency in today's environment what would you say constitute or make up a data resilient strategy I think that data resiliency and you know, strategy is definitely part of any organization's uh, digital transformation today. And as part of any digital transformation journey, definitely, you know, there are always three critical components that are in my thoughts. Uh, there are the technology, the people, and the processes. Yeah. So as part of strategy, I think the organization needs to pick the right technology platform, you know, to base their, their data resiliency strategy on. And definitely a single uh, vendor solution would be a preferred option over a 
you know, a best of breed or multi-vendor environment from purely a cost savings perspective. And I, I heard from, according to Microsoft, as much as even 60% of savings can be realized from going through a single vendor solution. And of course, when you have the technology, you also need the right people to know how to leverage on that technology. And today, uh, you know, in terms of even security skill sets, there's still a lack of talent, you know, in, in, in industry. And it's, you know, we still need more talent in, in this area. And hiring the right talent, you know, to manage your security and uh, as part of the whole data residency strategy is also paramount. From the processes, I mean, as I mentioned, while it's it may be a single step or two steps to you know, do the backups, the process of recovery can be more complicated and, you know, it has to have better orchestration. And that's where processes actually come in. And better yet, if the technology can help to automate the whole process end to end. Given that much of an organization's data today is scattered across applications, both on-premises and in the cloud, and company and personal data repositories also stored on different locations, is it feasible to achieve data resilience? Yes, Alan, I truly believe that uh, it is feasible to achieve data resilience, uh, you know, despite the organization's data uh, being scattered across all the various different locations, as mentioned. Traditionally, we've been always advised to look at the 3 to one rule. So that 3 to one rule basically means having at least three versions of the data on at least two different types of media and at least one of those uh, copies in a alternate location, not, not connected to the other two versions. In this case, as, as mentioned from the hybrid work uh, environment, then you need the right platform you know, to be able to manage all these different data from all these different sources and have it centrally managed. Once it's centrally managed, we can then apply all the different other additional technologies, like for example, uh, immutable backups. That means today, uh, as part of a ransomware defense, we know that ransomware is very prevalent and it really targets backups. So having immutable or backups of data that can't be easily tampered with or deleted, uh, so you need to have this sort of uh, backups. And today with modern endpoint detection and endpoint uh, response, it is possible to even uh, have uh, active solutions to detect ransomware as they, you know, they, they, they run rampant within an environment so that the actual backup infrastructure can pretty much uh, lock down all the uh, previous backup data from being accessed by the ransomware attack. And at the same time, you know, with the modern SaaS solutions that we have today, we can pretty much recover, you know, pretty much uh, at scale, you know, all these different data that we have in backups in a very efficient and very agile way. A productive report said that on average, an organization would have about 254 apps. Given that you have this much apps, is it possible to leverage a SaaS solution to achieve data resilience? So we're now talking about SaaS solution strategies themselves, right? With so many apps out there, and I assume most of them are generating their own data, is it possible to leverage another SaaS solution to achieve resilience? Very good question, Alan. So uh, my thoughts are many organizations believe that already using an SaaS application already provides built-in data resiliency. There are a handful of such uh, SaaS apps that does that, but in general, it's not safe to assume that all SaaS apps you know, have this sort of uh, built-in data resiliency uh, protection. There's definitely a key difference between uh, how some of these apps you know, uh, look at uh, their data recovery strategies, and it's more or less a short-term data recovery, more like snapshots and, and such. Uh, but as we look into data residency, it needs to have an even long-term, uh, you know, retention or even a long-term uh, outlook out, you know, for in terms of its uh, strategy. And uh, you need to pick the right technology vendor. Again, uh, 
the single vendor solution works best in terms of cost savings. Uh, and there's quite a number of, uh, you know, very, very uh, comprehensive SaaS applications that help to protect SaaS applications today. And it provides exactly what I mentioned in the previous uh, response uh, around, you know, the techniques that help to support, you know, ransomware detection, immutable backups, can even help in the whole data governance, even privacy. So we can advise based on the data that is trying to uh, protect and, and eventually be able to recover, you know, the different classification of data, uh, you know, how it's going to be managed and whether can it even be brought out into a different or, you know, how fast it needs to be recovered based on different uh, sensitivity or confidentiality of the data. If an organization wants to pursue a data resilience strategy for their multi-cloud hybrid environment, what needs to happen? What Data residency, as I shared earlier, is part of any organization's uh, digital transmission journey. So an organization should try to draft up a framework or a roadmap of sorts you know, for this uh, digital transmission, which will, of course, include their data resiliency strategy. And there are a few uh, elements that would uh, be involved in this framework. First, you know, we definitely need the support uh, of the leadership team, right? Does the leadership team uh, knows that uh, the objectives of such a data resiliency strategy, right? And are they able to plot the problem and the outcomes that they want to achieve. And of course, uh, with that in mind, then they need to have a roadmap. And many times my advice for uh, business leaders uh, who are not necessarily tech savvy, try to bring uh, pull up something what we call a impact versus effort matrix. So as part of this strategy, then we need to plot uh, based on the priorities and the investments required for such a strategy. Then, you know, does it fall into a, a quick win, right? Or it's a, it's a money pitfall, you know, or it's something that uh, no lies in between. And after that, they will need to look into the available talent pool that they have to know that if they can execute that strategy. So it's only a strategy if you have no one to execute it, right? So they need to have the right talent pool to execute that strategy. And eventually, once that strategy is already, uh, already fully in place and even uh, running, the adoption and change management must happen. And most people, as we know, quite reasons to change. So uh, there needs to be definitely a, a change champion, a champion of sorts to help manage the change management. When we start talking about data resilience, who should lead the actual organization in terms of their journey towards data resilience? And who should be part of this team that will make sure that the organization does achieve that data resilience? Earlier, I already mentioned that we need a business leader to really be at the top. You know, it's so I, I really truly believe in a top-down approach when it comes to leading and executing the entire journey here. So it must start with the business leader it's uh, themselves. And preferably, as I said, if they are technology literate, uh, like a CIO or CTO, that'd be a good start. But otherwise, definitely, uh, you know, you need, you know, a common facilitator. And in most cases, data resiliency, you know, um, for the better or for worse, you know, usually falls under the purview of IT, right? So you need to have very, very excellent IT manager that can coordinate and facilitate, you know, the conversation across all these different departments, you know, and to assist in the you know, data selection process, assist in any pilots during the, implement, the actual strategy implementation. The IT manager needs to be supported by, you know, the right technical resource. And that could even mean not necessarily in-house, getting an out, the right outsource vendor to come in, to consult, you know, to advise, even to help in the implementation. And last but not least, again, the passionate change champion, right, who is able to articulate, you know, and be persuasive because people People, again, are, you know, resistant to change, you know, to advise, you know, and, and why, you know, this strategy is paramount, you know, to make sure that, you know, finance or whichever other departments whose data are critical to the business, when disasters happen, when they least expect, you know, continuity, you know, is ensured. 
Wayne, thank you for joining us on Podcast for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. It was my pleasure. That was Pan Wayin, Chief Technology Officer for SRKK Group on the topic of data resilience in a multi-cloud world. You are listening to Podcasts for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now.